Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Free K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it is July 20th, 2023. Thanks so much for being with us today. We have a wonderful show with a, a gentleman who is trying to catch a plane, I think, this morning. So we're going to be spend the next half hour or so, probably about 25 minutes, with a terrific author and educator. His name is, you probably know him, his name is Ron Clark. He wrote the best-selling New York Times book, The Essential 55, and also The Excellent 11. And The Excellent 11 is what we're going to talk about. There's a revised and updated edition, okay? It is an, up, an award-winning teacher's guide, and it really is terrific and easy to read and, and just so good, so darn thoughtful, okay? To, it's a, a teacher's guide to motivate, inspire, and educate kids. And uh, Ron puts his money where his mouth is, if I can say it that way, because he also runs the Ron Clark Academy, which is which is in Atlanta, and it seems to me to be helping all kids, uh, specifically kids of color, really reach their full potential. It's just fantastic, and that's open to teachers who want to go down there. He'll explain this to you at the Ron Clark Academy and uh, actually see what they're doing. He does professional development all over the country. And I got to say this, Ron, I'm going to get to you in a second, Ron. He has been named American Teacher of the Year by Disney and Oprah Winfrey's list of phenomenal man. Okay. And just amazing guy. Ron, are you there? Larry. Yes. Here. Good morning. Thanks good for morning. having me on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's my pleasure. And I, I'm hearing a little southern, southern accent. Are you southern? I know you're in Atlanta now. Are you southern? I well, up in New York. If, I, if I talk long enough, the people who know what where this accent is from could pick it out. But I have a very distinctive Eastern North Carolina accent. And that's there you from. go. Thank you very uh-huh. much because I know you taught up in New York City, and I was wondering where you were from. I was, you know, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Yes, sir. I grew up down <laughs> the dirt roads with, with with tractors and on a farm. So yeah, I'm from the country. Yeah, nothing wrong with being from the country. I live in rural Maine, and I, I got to tell you, it's it's a good place to live. But you're doing everything you can to make sure that every kid gets a good education, no matter where they are. And you go all over the country. Where are you going today, by the way? I think you're going somewhere today. I'm in Albuquerque. I didn't take a wrong <laughs> turn, luckily, <laughs> but I'm in I'm in New Mexico. And yesterday, I did a an event um, for all of the superintendents of the state. So during good. this time of the year, I typically I travel around the country talk to school districts and encourage people to come to our school in Atlanta for professional development. We offer something that no one else in the world offers. You can actually visit our school, watch our teachers teach. We have 30 kids in all of our classrooms, and we're very innovative. And so people watch what we do, then they take what we do back out to their school systems. We're trying to make a revolution in education. Uh, well, you are making a revolution in education, and I really admire you, my friend. I mean, not only are you a terrific writer, and by the way, I want to thank you. I didn't realize you were in Albuquerque today. That's getting up pretty early. What time is it there? Oh, it's just 7 a.m. I'm good to go. Okay. I'm early right. Well, I, I want you to know I appreciate it. It's early in the day, and I know you got a busy day here, so I'm thrilled you're here. And, yes, I, I have linked the Ron Clark Academy uh, up on site here. All right, I, I suggest that people go over there and take a look at the website. All right, I also have the book link. But the Ron Clark Academy is really cool. It's really helping. I, 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 I think it helps all kids, but it's specific in Atlanta. It helps kids of color, and it has educators of color there, which it was just a, it's a terrific website. I just spent some time on it this morning. And with the work you're doing is, is really, really powerful stuff. 
Okay, now, when was the Excellent Eleven first published? Well, it was back at the beginning of the 2000s, around 2005. Um, I had been teaching in North Carolina, and I kind of fell into teaching. I was working at the Dunkin' Donuts. I'm the first person in my family on either side who had ever been to college, and um, a local teacher passed away. My mom twisted my arm and encouraged me to to go to the school. I didn't want to go, but once I got there, I fell in love with it. And I found that, you know, if you use enthusiasm, if you put adventure in the classroom, if you use compassion when you work with kids, and all of these 11 qualities that I found that if I used them, I could really get kids to be successful. So eventually I wrote a book about it. And then um, so other teachers and parents could kind of use it. And basically the book just directs people to things that you want to remember when you work with kids about how to be successful. And, and also work with your colleagues. There, there's part of that in there as well, which I think is extremely yeah. important in there. And your, and your 11 points, and I'm just going to run down them. We don't have time to talk about each one. But enthusiasm, this is for educators, enthusiasm, adventure, creativity, reflection, balance, compassion, confidence, humor, I love that, common sense, appreciation, that goes every which way, and resilience, all right? And uh, believe me, every chapter of the book is dedicated to one of those 11 qualities, and uh, it's a very, very readable book. What prompted you to do the uh, revision and update, which is out now from Hachette? I got it linked. Yeah, it was so funny. So a lot of people come to our school, and they read the book, and people were making comments about how they loved some of the stories because they were so nostalgic. And I was like, nostalgic? And honestly, I hadn't read the book in years. And I said, let me read back through this. And when I did, I read that there were things about rotary phones in there. There were stories that included, like, having to go get a subway token to get on the subway. And so I realized that my stories in there, some of them were a bit antiquated. And so I said, I I should redo this book and take out the things that really – some people might not even understand or know what a rotary phone is and kind of update it with some fresh stories and a fresh take on some of these qualities. Yeah, and, and you know, when you wrote the first book, where was the Ron Clark Academy when you wrote the first book? Was that already in, I don't know how long it's been in operation. How how'd that fit Actually, I ha- it, it wasn't even open. I was After I taught in North Carolina, I saw this TV show about schools in Harlem that had violence and overcrowded classrooms. I had this feeling in my heart, and I said, Lord of mercy, I'm going to go teach up in Harlem. And I went to New York City, drove up there, That's didn't know the anybody. Got it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I found I found one of the schools, and I started working there, and I loved it. And wow. I used the, the qualities in the book to try to help kids be successful. Eventually, I was named as the American Teacher of the Year, and then I got yeah. to be on the Oprah Winfrey Show. She told me I should write a book, and the first book I wrote was called The Essential 55 which is about 55 expectations I have for my students in terms of clapping for each other, um, how to organize your notebook, how to be a good friend. And then when that book came out, all the money went into a foundation. And we started the nonprofit school. It's in Atlanta. It actually opened in 2007. And like I said, we are an incredible, innovative, amazing school. But then we open our doors and we allow professional development to happen. Um, Last week, for example, we were teaching our kids. We have 1,700 educators from all 50 states. They also come from Finland, China, Russia, India. Oh, wow. People all over the wow. world go ah. to Atlanta because we're the only place that really offers the type of experience that you can have and the type of learning opportunity that we provide at RCA. You know, I, I, think, it, I think it's wonderful. I really do. You're, you're, you're really, 
you're really quite a guy. I got to tell you, you are. I I got to say this. uh, You are a phenomenal man. uh, To to quote Miss 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 Winfrey. Okay, you really you've you've really done a lot. You should be really proud of yourself. And I got to ask you this, Ron. There's a problem out there with teacher retention, and there's a problem out there with the teacher shortage. Okay, the teacher shortage challenge. We don't have enough people going into education. Uh, we got to do something about that since we have a audience. Okay, the profession has an audience that we can constantly explain how important it is to do education. They they would be their students. All right, but the other challenge is teacher retention, and you know this as well as I do. So I have a feeling it's not happening at the Ron Clark Academy, but it's happening in public schools all over the country. That that's a real retention problem. Teachers are leaving, if I may, in droves. Every superintendent I talk to, you just talk to the folks in uh, New Mexico. Okay, it's the same challenge out there. They can't find teachers. Okay, to replace the ones that are leaving, etc., and keeping the ones that they have. That's why I thought your book was extremely timely. Okay, for that type of thing, because as you read this, you detect your enthusiasm. All right. And teachers have to get, if I may, and I'm not speaking, I'm just stereotyping now, re-enthused in a very tough time these days politically. It's, you know, everybody knows what's going on, okay, post-pandemic or right down the list, okay? They're thinking of leaving. Your book helps them to stay. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot. So in the 1960s, you know, a lot of when – if you were a woman and you wanted a job and you were going to college in the 1960s, a lot of people – pushed you to become a nurse or a teacher and there are a lot or, of or a, or a flight that, attendant or a flight attendant right yeah. a lot of professions weren't as as open and so a lot of women in the 1960s went into the education profession to become teachers well the world's different now i mean women can be whatever they yeah. want to be and so a lot they're not as many of them aren't choosing the profession of education um in the 1960s also um, since then, we have a 150% increase in people who go to college, but a 50% in d- decrease in the people who go in to become a teacher. We have a shortage mm-hmm. of 300,000 educators in America mm-hmm. this year, and I, I travel to all 50 states. I'm in school systems, and the challenge is that principals are having to hire people that, that, that many times they won't want to teach their own kid because yeah. the selection of who is applying to teach um, it's just not what it needs to be. So one of the things we're working on at our school is we're trying to make this revolution where education looks and feels hot, exciting, young, mm-hmm. vibrant, mm-hmm. passionate. Um, we, we want people to see how positive and wonderful it can be to teach because I love it. I love teaching. And so at our school, everything we post on social media, everything that we talk about education we talk about how wonderful it is, and, of course, there are negative things, just like with any profession, but we don't focus on that. But um, and so that's one thing we encourage teachers to do around the nation, focus on positive things and share with young people how great it is because young people in America, it's hard to find somebody who wants to teach these days, but yeah. it's a great profession, and I want people to understand that I think it's important. Yeah, and, you know, you're a class example of that. You said it before you started out with Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, and and then you, then you kind of accidentally got into teaching, and you you wound up loving it, all right. And I think a lot of people don't really don't really understand that that's going to happen to them, all right. We don't need people to stay in education for fifty years. We need them to stay in a rotating basis for ten years, okay, and let the next group come in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We need people in there, 
And I have to tell you, and I, you, you probably know this better than me, but I know down in, well, I'll give you a classic example. Okay. I, I work with a county in Georgia, your home state. All right. They had a job yeah. fair. I won't say which one, which county. They had a job fair a, a year and a half ago. Uh, their their uh, director of human resources told me they were able to hire 40 new teachers at a local job fair. All right. And I said, that is fantastic. Right. And you already know the answer. His answer was, well, of the 40, probably 30 of them will leave after the first year. Okay. Not one of them was certified. Okay. So they have to put all that money into training, all that money into this, all that money into that. And they're going to lose most of them after the first year. And they already know that. All right. And I was, and I was looking through your book over the last couple of days. You know, if we, if we show them these 11 points, Okay, you, you and you are as a teacher, and I was a teacher like you are, social studies teacher, as a matter of fact, like you are. You know, if, if you stand in front of the class and realize you've got an audience there and have some real fun with them while getting the points across, teaching becomes a lot of fun and it's a lot easier to manage a classroom. And I, again, your 11 points, I have to ask since you were in New Mexico, how did these superintendents react to all the things you were talking about? Then I have a feeling it's all about these wonderful things you wrote about. Yeah, um, it was very well received. Um, when people come to Atlanta to visit our school or when people um, watch us teach and learn about what we do, nobody ever says, well, this, this stuff doesn't work because, yeah. honestly, what <laughs> we're works. doing is not, it's not rocket science. I mean, what we do, it's about um, how to question kids in a classroom, how to get them motivated, how to build relationships with students how to deal with parents who are difficult, um, common sense strategies for how to handle when a kid refuses to do their work, how to get them motivated. I mean, the stuff that we do is just is good common sense practices for developing relationships with students, getting them yeah. to want to learn, make it, bringing the content to life. So um, it's really great. It's great stuff that works. And unfortunately, we are having to put a lot of people in classrooms who have never been through a college right. preparatory program. And so, right. like you said, they're 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 kind of like going in there, and they're like being hit in the face with it because kids these days. <laughs> let me tell you, kids these days different. These kids different. They, um, <laughs> I, I, it's kind of hard to explain, but they're not like kids ten years ago. Um, and so you got to kind of be prepared, and you've got to have some training and some background because if you walk in there without it, they're gonna kind of eat you up a bit. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah, it's a different. They always it's a did. different world. They always did. It's worse now with the uh, with the uh, technology. They always did eat you up if you didn't know what you were talking about. All right. So well, I, the, I thought it was Yeah. Good. <laughs> the problems with technology is twofold. Number one is that um, parents insist on their kids having the cell phones in school because if something happens, I want my kid to be able to contact me. Mm-hmm. So then once they have the cell phone, then we're we're constantly policing keeping them off the cell phone. They'll go to the toilet and sit there and play Candy Crush for 30 minutes, and then then they're texting each other, and then they pull up, they're pulling out their phones in classrooms. It's a mess. But you know what the real problem with social media is? Is it, man? You know how? Remember in middle school how mean kids can be? Well, sure. when you're on social media, and you know people are much more bold on social media because you're not looking at somebody's face. So kids will stir up some drama on social media. They'll be really, really rude to each other and disrespect once they hateful things. And so you're having to police that as well, which it just adds one more layer of, of difficulty to the job. Well, how did, you know, in answer to that question, since every parent, and believe me, they're concerned about ch- children's safety, 
Okay, so they want the child to have a phone just in case they're their child's safety. Okay. And what what's the answer to that? Okay, how do you balance those yeah. two things? Yeah, so here's what I do at my school. I say I understand that, you know, you're concerned what if something happens at school because these days who knows what could happen. Uh, it's fine if your kid has the phone, but if your kid is using the phone, if your student wants to use it, um, we're going to take the phone and you have to come pick it up at some point, and we're going to hold it in the safe at the front desk until you come and pick it up. And then if it happens again, we're going to hold it for seven days where you can pick it back Ooh. up. And parents will say, that's my personal property. You're not able to do that. And I'll say, well, that's why we got to make sure they don't use the phone in school. Then they can always keep the phone. But if they use the phone in school, this will be the consequence. And then they'll say, well, what? then I won't be able to contact my child. And you can't do that. And I'll say, well, you'll have to let them borrow someone else's cell phone or your cell phone or give them a different one or something. Well, I can't afford that. Okay, well, then just make sure they don't turn the phone on when they're in school and it won't be a problem. So that's the best thing that we've that we've come up with. And I've had some parents get upset with me, but in the in the long run, it's what's better for kids. And so I've stuck to my guns. Good for you. And by the way, is Ron Clark Academy is that is, a, is it a charter school or a private school? What is it? Yeah, sure. It's a good question. So we're actually a teacher training facility. So we are a private school, but the right. kids, most of them, they only pay forty five dollars a month. It's we. Oh, I mean. Great, but, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's and we, great. we get the uniform, the clothing. We, we take care of all of that. So it is a private school, but it's not like what you would think of as a private school where all the kids come from wealthy families. Yeah. And I got to ask, you know, and I, by the way, I looked at your uh, faculty, and, uh, you know, it was a nice, nice, nice mix of female, male, um, and, and, race, and race. I thought that was very, very nice, especially considering all the – Kids, how did you find the teachers you're working with? Because they must be special, very special people to do to do this and do it so well. And be been inspiration to what is it, seventeen thousand? How many teachers have come there to look at what they do? That you know, it's amazing. Yeah, we've had over one hundred and twenty thousand teachers now actually come. There you go to 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 watch us. But you know, I recruit man. If you're a good leader, you recruiting. You got to recruit to find the best educators, the best <laughs> yeah. people. And I don't only, I, I not only recruit for my teaching staff, I recruit for every position from the front desk to the counselor um, because if you get good people in the building, you're going to have a great organization and success. Yeah. So I think when you're a leader, what you spend the majority of your time on should be who you hire, making sure that you get great ones. Like right now, we're trying to hire for this position. Um, it's, it's kind of a complicated position, but – we have been recruiting. We have been emailing. Look, I've been all over the LinkedIn, everywhere, trying to find great people. The whole staff's looking because we want to make sure we, we find just the right person. I think it's important. Who, what's, the, what's the position? You can do just tell everybody what it is. Maybe we'll get you some the right person. Who knows? If you want to. Sure. Well, it is a little bit complicated, but we have That's six okay. businesses that six businesses that run in our building. Um, we have. Um, an app that we made that, that teachers and schools use. So the app is called RCA House Point. So we have this app. We have educators that come to visit. We have a wholesale distribution center for merchandise because I created yeah. this house this, this house system, which is kind of like the Harry Potter houses. It's like fraternities and sororities. But, but I created it at our school, but now thousands of schools around the world use it, and so they're buying the merchandise. So in the long story <laughs> short, this position – this position is kind of a director of sales position, 
and that you are um, customer service, reaching out to schools, making sure that um, everything goes smoothly because we're a nonprofit, but we've got these really important businesses that are running, and we need someone who mm-hmm. can help with that. But I need someone who understands the tech world. So people shouldn't apply if they don't understand tech sales. And also need somebody who's a really good salesman, not somebody who just knows customer service, but who knows how to market. Because at our school, we do a really good job of advertising. We don't do a great job of marketing. And so I need kind of a marketing professional. So this person um, needs to be a jack-of-all-trades. I'm kind of looking for a unicorn. Pretty cool. I hope and people can get in touch with you, Ron Clark. What was I have it here. Ron at ronclarkacademy.com if you want to email him. Okay, and by the way, you can use that too if you'd like. And talk about this, Ron, before we go. I know you've got to catch a plane in a few minutes. Okay, talk about um, the professional development work beyond the school. As you said, you traveled to New Mexico from Georgia. That's where you are right this minute. Okay, and I'm sure you travel all over the country. Just talk about that professional development side of what you do. I sure will, but I'm a full-time school teacher. I still teach schools since 1994. I teach fifth grade math and sixth and seventh grade history. But during the summertime like this, I do travel out to tell school districts about what I do and about the school and to do professional development for for teachers in schools. Um, But then once the school year starts, pretty much I'm in the classroom every day um, because educators are coming to our school to visit, and we have hundreds every week. If somebody did Mm, want to visit, um, you do have to pay money because it's professional development. That's how we raise money to get scholarships for our students. But I'll need to go to the website. It's just ronclarkacademy.com, and that's where you can see all the dates. Listen, we have professional development for just for administrators, just for math teachers, just for ELA teachers, just for um, first-year teachers who are struggling. We, we offer all different types of professional development. And, um, but also we offer something called just EXP days It's because like, it's called an experience. And what you do is you get mm-hmm. – you're exposed to everything when you visit our school. The way we teach math, reading, history, the way we work with parents, the way we pull in the community, the way we build a climate culture. So there's all different types of offerings for educators who want to learn. It's fantastic. I got to tell you, and one last question because I know you got to go. The the excellent eleven in the book is at Hashed. I got it uh, uh, linked here. All right. They, 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 these are the qualities: enthusiasm, adventure, creativity, reflection, balance, compassion, confidence, humor, common sense, appreciation, and resilience. Ron, last question: Which is your favorite? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Do you have one? Which I one say enthusiasm. Um, yeah, enthusiasm I you because that. the first time I go into the classroom, even if I don't know kids, if I show them, I'm. Enthusiastic or excited about the content, you'll have kids automatically be a little interested just because you're enthusiastic. And I mean, man, I walk in there on fire, like, oh, y'all, you're going to love what we're going to learn today. Like, for example, my sixth graders this upcoming year, I've been telling them all last year, I cannot wait to teach y'all global studies, most amazing subject. We're going to learn so much. And those were geeks. They keep saying, Mr. Clark, we can't wait, we can't wait because I've been enthusiastic about it. It makes them enthusiastic. And I think that kind of transfers no matter what profession you're in. If you kind of go into it with a positive attitude of, come on, let's do this. Let's make the most of it. We're going to find greatness here. I think you're going to find success as well. Yeah, you're going to, and so will those kids you're teaching. Ron, go catch your plane. I, I really appreciate you being here, and I hope we stay in touch. It's a, it's a pleasure having you here, Mr. Phenomenal Man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank okay. you, my friend. You Have too. a great day. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. Well, what a good guy. Okay. And again, American Teacher of the Year by Disney and Oprah Winfrey's, Oprah Winfrey's first phenomenal man. He really has done amazing things. That's Ron Clark, and uh, it's ronclarkacademy.com. And I got the book linked here on site, which is called The Excellent uh, 11. And this is a revised and updated edition. Okay. And I just suggest you read it. It's a easy read, but a deep read. Okay. It really gives you some great ideas. Well, archive over, oh, and Abba Manuel, thank you. Let me put this show together. I got to thank you for that. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. If you want to get in touch with me at any time, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. We invite you to go over to ace-ed.org, our, our home website, okay, where our Excellence in Equity Awards, all of our podcasts are there, as well as our magazine, Equity and Access. It's ace-ed.org, and I'm Larry at ace-ed.org. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day.